Hey everybody, this is Paul from Quiz Fix. Before we get into today's podcast, just want to let you know, we got a static attack at the end of this podcast during the Audio Round Challenge. We were doing some Oscar Best Song nominees and winners, and static crept up into our microphones. Not exactly sure where it came from, but uh, you'll hear it. We're going to try to cut around it the best we can. So, sorry and enjoy the podcast. Let's get trivial, trivial. I want to get trivial. Let's get into trivia. Let me hear your knowledge talk. Your knowledge talk. Let me hear your knowledge talk. Let's get trivial. Hey everybody, welcome to the Quiz Fix Podcast. My name is Paul. My name is Monica. Episode area 51. 51. <laughs> we're like where the UFOs are. We are there. Well, look at this chandelier that's above us. It's kind of UFO-y. I think it looks like a bunch of crack pipes. It could be a bunch of crack <laughs> pipes. We'll test them out later. Uh, we are back where it all began. Yes, we are, we are back into the uh, romp romper room, rumpus room, <laughs> the romper room, the romper room <laughs> of our good friends Sandy and Jeff. Thanks for letting us crash at your place and uh, record here. How you doing, Monica? I'm great. How are you? I'm well. How was your trip? It was so much fun. Yes. Um, I loved the hockey game. Let's. Drop it in right now. Might as well start talking about it. Okay. All right. How'd they do? So they did not win. Oh, I'm which sorry. I was expecting that. Right. But. I just wanted them to score at least one goal so I could oh, cheer. They got shut out? No, they scored three goals. Oh! <laughs> and the Golden Knights scored six. Oh. Well, still, you got to cheer three times. Yeah, three times. And you times. got to boo six times. I didn't boo. You didn't boo. No. You didn't be like, boo, Golden Knights, you're not even supposed to have a hockey team, you're in a desert. (laughs) Did you do that one? That's a good one. No. Okay. I had a desert dessert. Did you have a desert dessert? (laughs) Yeah, What did. What is the desert dessert? Well, I I just called it that because I was in the desert and I ate a dessert. Yeah. It was... uh, I don't remember the name of it, but it was a Mexican restaurant, and it was like a kind of a donut thing. Ooh. The fried thing with ice cream and chocolate, and it was very good. That sounds amazing. And we gambled. Nice. And you did how well? And we lost. Okay. This is why I have, All no, of it. I have no presents. That's fine. <laughs> It's fine. Except for oh, this actually, peanut butter cup. I do have a present for you. Oh, you do? Yeah. What is it? It's a pressed penny. Oh, yay. From <laughs> from a thing? From the golden nugget. Okay. Well, that's that's. Did you know nice. there's an actual golden nugget in the golden nugget? I did not know that. Yep. It's, it's on... called the Hand of Faith. Okay. And Andy thought it was fake. <laughs> 
So he tried to steal it, and that's why Andy is still in Nevada. Yeah. Miss you. <laughs> this uh, podcast dedicated to the memory. Of Andy's freedom. <laughs> We're going to break him out later. Um, well, that sounds like a really fun time. Yeah. Um, but definitely five days is way more than enough time to be in Las Vegas. Yeah, my max is three and by the end of the second day, I was like, okay, got it. I got <laughs> yeah, what this is about. Yeah. I understand it completely. I feel gross. <laughs> like the first day is like, hey, I can drink and walk around. This is pretty cool. Yeah. And the middle of the first day was my feet hurt like hell. <laughs> and my eyes are watering from the heat. And then that night is one of the best nights I ever had in my life. Yeah. And then had a really good second day. And then by the end of the second day, at the end of the evening, I was like, all right, so can we get on the plane early? Yeah. Because I'm done. We had one day where we got to drive around and see some outside of Las Vegas. Oh, cool. Like we went to Boulder City. We were going to go to the dam, but... It was Sunday on President's Day weekend, and there was a huge line of cars. Oh, yeah, I bet. So we were like, mm, I don't need to see it that bad. Yeah. I'll just be annoyed at everybody who's there. Yeah, I, yeah, that's, that's, I went on the flight, on the flight back. Uh, I got to have a crying baby behind me for two well, hours. Well, congratulations. <laughs> you gambled and won. <laughs> On the flight. That's very nice. <laughs> I was just a nervous wreck the whole time, and then a crying baby makes it worse. You know, when you and I go on our on our pub quiz world tour, <laughs> is that a thing? We're gonna have Excited. to have a, we're gonna have to have a couple of chaperones with us because you and I are both nervous flyers. Yeah, or I, we I just have to like. Enjoy, like a- a chaperone in the form of like a Percocet or something. <laughs> just, just we can hire a couple people to, to dress up as nurses, and they can just just give us uh, drugs and booze just until a we get great morphine drip going on the whole time. Yeah, or if somebody wants to do the uh, BA Baracus A team thing, where they had to knock out Mister T every time we got on a plane because he's a tough guy, but he's really afraid of flying. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, that was a big thing. So they always had to <laughs> they always had to knock him out to get him on the helicopter or whatever they were <laughs> they were flying around on. He's tough, but oh, flying. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a character trait. How did they knock him out? Uh, wrench, usually just a wrench. Oh my god. No, I don't I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> I, I like they had, I like just they had just Brain like every every episode just starts with somebody cold cocking Mr. T <laughs> and then getting on a plane. <laughs> um hey, so while you were gone, I wanna say some thanks to Kat, who uh substituted for me at the local nine oh seven and by all uh, reports did a very fine job. So thank you, Kat, for covering. And thanks to the staff at the Pono Ranch for having me there. That was a lot of fun. We didn't have a lot of teams, but we had a good time. And uh I'm sure they're all happy to have Monica back now. So uh thanks everybody for covering and uh 
doing all that stuff so we could uh, so Monica could take a little vacation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now she is ready to get back into it because we are only two weeks of games. No, one. We week. are. This is the this final is the week. week to qual. Oh, oh, wait a second. Whew. <laughs> I had to take that in for a second. This is the last week of qualifying for the finals. And let me tell you something. The bottom couple of spots are completely up for grabs. Mm-hmm. I was looking at the standings uh, this morning and uh, will be. Uh, they should be posted at this point. So if you're listening to this, go check it out at the quizfix.net website. It's close at the bottom. It really it's going to come down to who wants it more. Play as many games as you can this week. Yeah. Get out there. Leave it all on the table. And we're very, I'm just going to preemptively now say, I'm very sorry if you don't get invited. I just realized that I nodded on a podcast. (laughs) 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 Nodding at you. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's, let's stop being stupid and let's get smart. Should we get into the, uh, the meat of this thing? Yes. Let's do it. Now it is time for the lightning round. Lightning round is a round of lightning, and they call it the lightning round. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Judy. <laughs> Judy I, that song has still not left my head, <laughs> and it may never, ever again. And you know what? I'm okay with it. I'm so glad I got to tell you that. <sighs> Yeah, I'm going to be basking in that little bit of, <laughs> of trivia knowledge for a very long time. All right. What are your round? What's your round for me this week uh, in the lightning round? Uh, so it, there's no theme. It's just really lazy of me. I just went and I, found some I think, stuff and pulled some questions. I think that's a theme. Laziness. Yes. Monica Lazy versus Fairy Tales. Okay. I'm going to read because it's National Tell uh, Read a Fairy Tale Week. You or know tell all a fairy the tale national week. days. I look them up on the thing because it helps me write rounds. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Do you want to go first or second? I'll go first. Let's do some lightning round. The largest volcano ever discovered in our solar system is located on which planet? All right, so I'm trying to remember if the one on Mars is a volcano or not. The Olympic Mons. Hmm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say Earth. It's Mars. It was Mars. Mons. I overthought myself. See how that worked. I'm just going to edit it so it's like Olympic Mons and then cut, ding, well, and then we're going to move is on. Mars, so right, that would right. be wrong. Yeah. Uh, uh, I should have just, I, you know what? But the, like, so the last time we did this, I went with my first guesses on stuff and I was just wrong, 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 wrong. I need to go to trivia again at some point because I am losing my, my trivia playing yeah? skills. I sometimes go on Mondays. No. You don't have any free days. I know. We have to go, like, tonight. 
Who does it on a Saturday? Nobody. No. Uh, there's a place in Tacoma that does on Saturday, so I'm going to try to maybe go to some Saturday one down there. <laughs> it's like a 9 o'clock Saturday night trivia Ooh. night. I know, which means I'll probably be asleep. You're not going to make it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't made it yet. All right, here we go. Uh, question number one for you, fairy tales. End this sentence. Fee, fi, fo, fum, I smell... I can't remember. I feel like it's something about an Englishman. Or bones? No, it's not bones. I don't know. Is it a man? Well, the the full the full phrase, fee fi fo fum, I smell the blood of an Englishman. The blood. Yeah, the blood. And then he talks about grinding the bones to make his to bread. To make his bread. Yeah, yeah. Oh. That, of course, from uh, Cinderella. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah, that's what she talks about to the little mice that help her uh, put on her clothes. <laughs> Cinderella, Cinderella, <laughs> Cinderella, please don't cry my bones, Cinderella. I can smell your blood. <laughs> <laughs> that that right there makes me not want to be a giant ever. It's like, oh, I can smell your, oh, I can smell your blood. Is that your blood? I smell. Ugh. Febreze that blood. All right, number two for you. What was the nickname for the Hughes H four Hercules aircraft that made a single flight in 1947? That's got to be. I'm not even going to talk myself out of this one. The Spruce Goose. It is. Yay, Spruce Goose. And then he landed the plane and peed into a jar and kept it in his room. <laughs> <laughs> That's the end of end of Howard Hughes. I like the uh, the Simpsons episode where Mr. Burns kind of turns into him. Yeah. And he has this little airplane model thing and he calls it the Spruce Goose or the Spruce Moose or something. <laughs> And he tells Smithers to get in the plane. He's like, "You well, isn't that just a model? And he pulls out a gun. He's like, get in. (laughs) (laughs) I'd do anything for Mr. Burns. (laughs) All right, question number two for you. When a pregnant wife's husband is caught stealing vegetables from the witch next door, the witch allows him to do it as long as she gets their child. So what's the name of the child, which is also the name of the vegetable he stole? Oh, I've never heard of this fairy tale. Vegetable. Yeah, I would go with the name of the child. It's more common that you'll know the name of the child. You won't think of the vegetable first. Oh, really? Yeah. She's not she's not named Squash. <laughs> She pronounces potato. (laughs) I don't know. That is the beginning of the story of Rapunzel. That's a vegetable? The Rapunzel is a type of leafy green. It's also called a rampion. Yeah. For some reason, I thought the child was a boy. Oh. I think I just said child over and over again, and that's your own... uh, Sex gender bias showing up. 
I assume that all children are male. <laughs> no matter it, what. It's just safer that way. Okay. Number three for you. Yes. Who is often referred to as the father of scuba diving? Uh, Jacques Cousteau. That's right. Yeah. You are you and do you remember Jacques, Jacques Cousteau at all? He was kind of a big TV deal Not in the seventies. Really. No. He did a lot of of of, uh, of TV specials where they would show him diving off of you know in waters and taking pictures yeah. of stuff. I know him more through like parodies. Pretty much most of our history lessons can be taught through either through Looney Tunes or The Simpsons. Yeah. Also, um, that Life Aquatic movie is basically... It's very, yeah, 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 it's very Jacques Cousteau-y. Question number three for you, Bernadette Peters, whose birthday it is this week. Happy birthday, Bernadette. She starred in the original Broadway run of what musical where she played the witch in the Rapunzel story? Into the Woods? Into the Woods is correct. Yay! Yay. I almost said Tangled. (laughs) Disney movie. (laughs) That's the Disney movie based on Rapunzel. Yeah, I love that movie. It's like Frozen, get out of here. Tangled, get in here. I don't know why everybody was so obsessed with Frozen. It was like nothing compared to Tangled. Haven't seen it. You need to watch it. I, I don't We're going to have I a tangled know. slumber party. You know what we should do? We should do a side podcast where I I watch Disney movies that I haven't seen that everybody knows about. Because there's <laughs> so many. Like, I've tried to watch Tarzan, fell asleep every single time. I've never seen that one. We might have to do a review podcast, a side pod, a side podcast, with all of our free time. Yes. And, uh, and, and all uh, the money we get for making oh, yes. podcasts. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> There's a donate button on the website, <laughs> quizfix.net. Help, help a brother and a sister help, out. Help us. Which painter started the Impressionist movement? I. It's a painting called Impression Sunrise, and I believe that is Claude Monet. Yes. And not Manet. And not Manet's. Not Manet's. Although, here's my impression of Manet's. It's pretty bland. It's pretty good. <laughs> and here's my impression of mayonnaise. Yeah. Ew, I'm so gross. <laughs> you know what I like? I like the veganaise. My I sister kind of like that too. My sister got me into that because she's allergic to eggs. Oh. And it tastes better and it's creamier. And it's like, I mean, I'm not a huge mayonnaise person, but yeah. if I'm going to have it, I like the veganaise. Yeah. This podcast sponsored by Veganaise. It, or it can be. Or it can be. There's a there's a sponsor us <laughs> button on your mind. All right, question number four for you. Who published his first volume of fairy tales in 1835, which included The Tinderbox, The Princess and the Pea, and The Little Mermaid? Um, is it Hans Christian Andersen? It is Hans Christian Andersen. Yay! Well done. I was hoping that was right because I I knew the name, but I 
couldn't quite remember what it was associated with. Yeah. There's lots of them in there. Emperor's New like, Clothes is in that one. <laughs> uh, I can't remember which other ones are in there, but yeah, Emperor's New Clothes is in that first volume. There were a lot a of them. One. Yeah. Uh, last one. Su Lin was the name given to what type of animal captured in China and brought to the U.S. for the first time in 1936? Mm. I'm going to keep going with my first guess now and say panda bear. Yeah, the giant panda. The giant panda. It's a huge panda. Damn, that's a big panda. <laughs> <laughs> Very, very nice. <laughs> Are there other pandas besides the giant? Are there panda? mini pandas? Um, Are there mini, mini pandas? pandas? Would you like to have a mini panda? How many? M- <laughs> Did you say how many or how many? How many? How many mini? <laughs> how many minis? You get a dozen. You get a baker's dozen of mini pandas. That's a many mini pandas. How many are they? Well, let's see. Um. They're uh, not giant, but they're not uh, imperceptible. So in between that. Like the size of that stuffed animal right there? Let me see this. Oh, ah, no, too big. Like the size of like a chihuahua? Let's go smaller. Let's get one that can fit in the palm of your hand. Yeah, yeah, let's go kitten size. Okay. Would you like a kitten size mini panda? Yes, I would. All right, what would you (laughs) name this mini panda? Oh, uh, Come on, this is a lightning Lynn, round. What, thank, thank you very much. <laughs> to name it after the giant one. <laughs> All right, I'm going to give you a chance to get two points here with number five. Oh, my God. Who played the Brothers Grimm in the 2005 film of the same name? Oh. Speaking of time bandits, another Terry Gilliam film. Was Matt Damon one of them? That is one. Can we get the other one? Uh, I don't know. It was Heath Ledger. Oh. Heath Ledger. Oh, yeah. I've only ever seen a clip of that. Me too. I think too. at Trivia. <laughs> I yeah, yeah I, I know I put it. that in a video around at some point. Yeah. Uh, some clip of that. So, yeah. All right. So, let's see. You got... One, two, you got three. You got four. Yeah, Olympic <laughs> Mon, suck it. <laughs> All right, everybody, that was the lightning round. So lightning. <laughs> You're so lightning. <laughs> fairy tale, my favorite fairy tale, is the one I live with wonderful you. Life is so grand, a fabulous fairy land, and we walk it hand in hand as lovers do. It is now time for game prep. Birthday edition. Birthday edition of game prep. Yeah, I went through just birthdays this week because... Sometimes I get lazy too. <laughs> this is a real lazy podcast. Yes. You know, realize that next week is our beginning of the month. Uh, two lightning rounds. Oh, yeah. And audio I'm going to remember this time. And it's our preview of the finals. So it's going to be kind of a 
big old thing next week. Oh yeah, we got to yeah. talk about the teams. We're we'll talking stuff. about the teams. We'll just we'll we'll get we'll jump into a lot of a lot of stuff next week. So, but in the meantime, let's talk about some people who were born this week. February 26th. Happy birthday to two early rock and roll icons, Fats Domino, known for his blues-inspired songs Blueberry Hill and Ain't That a Shame, and Johnny Cash, who is one of the rare performers to be inducted into the Halls of Fame for rock and roll, country, and gospel. Happy birthday to both. Uh, do you have any opinion on either one of these musicians? Uh, not really, no. Okay, let's <laughs> let's move on. February 26, 1971. In a slightly different musical genre, happy birthday, Martin Sandberg. Happy birthday, Martin. The Swedish-born songwriter and producer better known as Max Martin. He has written or co-written 22 number one songs in the U.S., including Katy Perry's I Kissed a Girl, Britney Spears' Baby One More Time, Sync's It's Gonna Be May, <laughs> and The Weeknd's Can't Feel My Face. Can't Feel My Face. Is I it like still you, there? I like how you say, it's gonna be meh. <laughs> That's how they sing it. It's gonna be meh. It's gonna be meh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 22. I mean, he's he's huge. Dang. That's a lot of songs. Yeah. I it, And when you start to think about it, it's like they all have very similar kind of feels to them. But mm -hmm. uh, yeah, he's, he's a machine. They're the uh, catchy pop. He's the, yeah, he's the catchy pop king. Happy birthday. Uh, February 27th, 1902. Happy birthday, John Steinbeck. He's the Nobel Prize winning author whose novels about American life include Grapes of Wrath, Cannery Row, and Of Mice and Men. Have you read Steinbeck? Yeah, I read The Grapes of Wrath in my senior year in high school. Mm-hmm. And we had a student teacher, and she wanted to do something to make us more interested, I guess. So she, like, gave everybody, like, an assigned character just so you could connect somehow. Sure. And the kids in behind me had the character Big Tom Joad. Okay. So for some reason we would say... Big Tom Joad, oh yeah! <laughs> <laughs> like every time he came up on the page, <laughs> we had a running joke uh, with college college friends because uh, we uh, we saw the movie version of Grapes of Wrath. And there's a character in it when when they're in uh, Oklahoma, and he talks about getting to getting to California mm -hmm. and he says when I when I get to California I'm gonna take a, some of those grapes and mush them in my face <laughs> like that so that became sort of a phrase like we would say like we're going out for pizza it's like oh man when I get when I get to the pizza <laughs> restaurant tonight I'm gonna get a slice of pizza and mush it in my face <laughs> oh man when we get to the library today I'm gonna get that book I need to check out and I'll mush it in my face <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> I love that. Happy birthday, John Steinbeck. Also, 
not depressing novels at all. No, no. <laughs> Uplifting and never about uh, things that go horribly wrong. And just keep getting worse and worse and worse. Tell me about the bunnies, George. It's like all of my mom's favorite books. Mm. Like when I read a book that's just depressing as hell and everything just goes bad and wrong and then that's the end of the book, I'm <laughs> like, man, my mom is going to love this book. <laughs> this book made me think of mama. <laughs> Hi, Mom. I think Graves of Wrath is actually her favorite book. <laughs> it's I, it's it's a great book. It's a great book. Yeah, there's it's definitely not like uplifting and fun, but it's, it's, like, it's a great man, book. Man, when is this going to turn around for them? It can't possibly <laughs> get any worse. <laughs> oh my God, it did. Tom Jode. Oh, oh no. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> February twenty seventh, nineteen thirty two. Happy birthday, Elizabeth Taylor. Happy birthday, Liz. The London-born, Oscar-winning actress and one of the first celebrity tabloid personalities. Oh, yeah. Her marriage to Richard Burton kind of started the whole uh, paparazzi. They took pictures of them everywhere because they were married to other people when they first got together and then there was a picture of them on some yacht together uh i think the term back in those days was canoodling (laughs) love that love that (laughs) (laughs) open up a canoodle of canoodling uh so yeah i was trying to come up with a mnemonic phrase for her a eight marriages because she's married eight Eight times to seven people, because she married Richard Burton twice. <laughs> so, wow. So, I mean, I was trying. So, there's it's Hilton Wilding. Oh, I'm gonna miss it here. Hilton Wilding, Todd Fisher, Burton, Burton, Warner, Fertensky. So she got married to Burton. Then divorced, then married him again. Right. So they got divorced, and then the second marriage lasted like eight months or something like that, and then they got (laughs) divorced again. But she was, she said in interviews even after that, that that was still the, Richard Burton was still the, you know, after that, all the other guys that she married were just kind of filling in. Yeah. Like John Warner was a senator. And then she was like, I don't want to be a senator's wife anymore. It's boring. Does she know that you can date people without marrying them? Mm, I don't think anybody mentioned that to her. <laughs> because in between Warner and Fortensky, she like was engaged to like two other people but didn't marry them. <laughs> yeah, oh no one the, uh, Mama Taylor didn't sit her down and go, Now it's okay to just date a little bit. Go to mo- go to a movie, hold hands. It's fine. <laughs> She's like, oh, hey, I just met you. Where's my ring? Yeah. <laughs> when's, the, when's the wedding? Does she have purple eyes? Oh, her eyes. I can't remember. There's a name for the color that it is, and somebody can tell us at some point. But I remember the first time I saw her in a movie and was just like, I had heard her name a bunch of times, and she was you know, an older actress at that point. But I saw something when she was really young. It might have even been National Velvet. And was like, oh, I get it. Oh, no, it was the... Oh, God, I'm going to blank on the name. I'm sure I yeah. don't know it. Yeah, it's a it's a movie where she plays kind of the the bad girl that uh, the guy runs away to, to be with. 
A Place in the Sun is what it's called. And I just was like, okay, I get it. Elizabeth Taylor, she's gorgeous. Hmm. February 28th, 1971. Happy birthday, Daniel Handler. He's an American author whose most popular books, a series of unfortunate events, he wrote using the pen name Lemony Snicket. In public appearances promoting his books, Handler will sometimes refer to himself as Lemony Snicket's Handler. Because oh. cause his last name is Guys. That guys, is everybody. So clever. Where are you guys going? It's funny. Uh, I have not read any of these books, but I know people who have and love them. Yeah. There's like a movie and a show. The TV show with uh, Neil Patrick Harris yes. as the, the bad guy. I think I watched like the first episode, but and you're I all don't good. really get it. Yeah. I don't know why. It's just Yeah, I saw the movie with Jim Carrey as yeah, the I guy. Yeah, I really like it. Yeah, much. it was it was the same reaction. I was like, "Well, this is okay." It but, seems like something I would like. Yeah. But I don't know. It's yeah, it didn't something. quite didn't quite stick to the ribs. But uh but happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> happy birthday. Yeah. He also plays the accordion according to his Wikipedia page. Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Daniel Handler, you just got a <laughs> <laughs> you play the accordion. Tell me more. <laughs> Whatever about those books. Yeah, 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 yeah. Show me your squeeze play box. Me some, play me some French songs. Give me some Lady of Spain on there. March first, nineteen sixty-six. Happy birthday, Paul Hollywood. Happy birthday, Paul. An English chef, best known for being a judge on The Great British Bake Off. On the show, he's become notorious for his death stare where he'll stare at the contestant for a long time between tasting and giving his opinion. Yes. Why does he do that? I think it's more in the editing, but it's become sort of his thing where... Did you watch the show at all? Nah. So I got sort of hooked into the show. Netflix always tells me I should watch it. It's pretty fun. Because if you do you like cooking competition shows like Top Chef and stuff like that? I don't think I've ever really watched any. So, in the American versions, there's always, like, drama. Because they love drama like about... Guy. Yeah, it's like, I don't like that guy. He's in... Uh, Hell's Kitchen is the worst of it. It's just basically a bunch of sous chefs bitching at each other. Ooh. Which, I watched Hell's Kitchen, so <laughs> what, am I, what am I saying? <laughs> but uh, the, the great British Bake Off, hard to say... Uh, it's about these really normal amateur cooks, uh, bakers, who have to make, they just, every week they get these series of tests on things they have to make. And there's these two judges, Paul Hollywood and Mary, Mary Barry. They're usually much nicer than, you know, they're not going the Simon Cowell route, mm -hmm. uh, but they're pretty sticklers on what they, what they do. And it's amazing what these people bake. It's incredible what they make. So is it like an elimination show? So every every week somebody gets eliminated and okay. they get down to the last three and then the winner of that one is and a lot of these people go on, they don't win any that's the other thing too. They win no money. They it's don't win just they just the title of being of winning of winning the British bake off. But a lot of them have gone on to write cookbooks of of their own yeah. and stuff like that. But that's the other nice thing too, is that they're just there because they love it, they're not getting any big prize out of it. Oh. It's a great, it's a cool concept. Um, 
So check it out. Okay. And happy birthday, Paul. All right, last one. March 2nd, 1904. Happy birthday, Theodore Geisel. Or Geisel. Oh, I don't know which it is. I say Geisel. You say Geisel, and I say Geisel. Better known as Dr. Seuss. Now, that one we can say. Mm -hmm. He's the author of over 60 books for children. He also worked in advertising for a while and as a political cartoonist. He also wrote the narration for a 1946 documentary called Design for Death, which won the Oscar for Best Documentary the following year. He was a multi-talented guy. And my dad, who was a children's librarian for a time, hated his books. Why? Because he was not originally a children's librarian. He was originally a college English teacher and then a high school English teacher. And he found the children's, the, the Seuss books repetitive and boring and kind of silly. <laughs> and it's like, they are. That's They're kind of the point. That's be, kind of the point. But they have wonderful messages. We used to make him, you know, when he adopted us, he used to make him read you know, hop on pop and green eggs and ham and fox and socks. And he just hated those books because it was just. Those yeah. are sillier. They're yeah. like the Yertle the Turtle and like the Lorax. Yeah. Those are, they're longer. Yeah. And there's more of a story to them. It's not just jumping on a bear's belly. Yeah. <laughs> I loved that book. That was that was fascinating to me. The Fox and Socks was my favorite one cuz it was all tongue twisters. I loved The Fox and Socks. Uh, yeah. I don't know, maybe he grew to like it later, but boy, he did not like reading those books to us. <laughs> he used to push he used to he had this huge library of books that he had, you know, read or uh, was in the process of reading. He still does. And I would pick up books off of his shelf and be like, oh, because I was a really early reader. And I read some very inappropriate books back then. <laughs> I remember taking in like some sort of Saul Bellow, uh, you know, there's sex and there's passages that are all in French. And I would read these books and then do book reports like in seventh grade. Oh and <laughs> the teacher would be like, why are you reading The Adventures of Augie March? <laughs> or, you know, Henderson the Rain King or anything. So, like, well, right there on my dad's shelf. And, uh, yeah. I was in like fifth grade in the school library and wanted to read, uh, Lord of the Flies. Mm -hmm. And the librarian made me get a note from my parents. Oh, yeah. So that I could read Lord of the Flies. It can be and pretty my, intense. My dad was like, what? You can read whatever you want. Yeah. That was the rule. I couldn't watch every movie I wanted to. I couldn't listen to all the music I wanted to. But if I could read it, I was allowed. It's the Mitch Hedberg joke of any book is a children's book if the child can read. <laughs> yeah, I read some weird shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, happy birthday, Dr. Seuss. <laughs> uh, all right. That is game prep. You prepped? I prepped. Let's do tricks with bricks and blacks, sir. Let's do tricks 
with chicks and clacks, sir. First I'll make a quick trick brick stack, then I'll make a quick trick black stack. You can make a quick trick chick stack. You can make a quick trick clack. Hey, let's uh before we do this, you've learned something this week, haven't you? Yes. Well, it wasn't actually this week, but we're going to pretend that it was. Okay. I'm going to leave this in so that everybody knows we're just pretending. <laughs> hey, Monica. Yeah. Did you learn something this week? I did. You didn't. You learned it some other time. Hey, Monica. Yes? Did you learn things this week? I learned a thing. Tell us what you learned. So, I was watching the Olympics. Okay. And they told me a little bit of trivia, and I thought it was super interesting. So, it's about ski jumping. There is only one medal for ski jumping for the U.S. And it was a man named Anders Olsen Hagen. And probably the reason why he was good at ski jumping was because he was actually Norwegian. <laughs> <laughs> it's genetic with the Norwegians. But uh, he came to America pretty early and started um, like making ski jumping things at ski clubs mm-hmm. and starting, he started a ski club too. He was the captain of the first U.S. skiing team at the 1924 Winter Olympics. So he won the bronze medal in 1924. But he was not awarded the medal due to a scoring error. In 1974, at the 50th reunion of the 1924 Norwegian team, a sports historian was going over the results when he noticed the error. And the bronze medal had been awarded to a Norwegian skier who also won three gold medals in that Olympics. So in 1974, Anders Hagen came to Norway as an 86-year-old and was given the bronze medal Wow! by the youngest daughter of the man who got it accidentally. Oh, wow. So... <laughs> So all that time later, he came back and got the medal that he was supposed to that's, get in 1924. That is incredible. And that's the only one for the U.S. Wow. <laughs> that I, I love that. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Oh, that's a good one to learn. I know. I like it. God, so that's so long. And just be like, <laughs> He's oh 86. God. When he finally got his medal. <laughs> and he didn't know that he'd won it. Like, wow. nobody knew until that historian was looking over the scores and realized there was an error. That's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah. Yay. Cool. Something we learned this week. Ding, Except ding, it was ding. a couple weeks ago, probably. Well, everybody else has now learned it. Yes. Congratulations, you've learned something this week. (laughs) All right, we're going to do the audio round challenge. And hey, the Oscars are this Sunday. Are you excited? Who's going to, what are you going to wear? What's going to happen? 
Uh, I probably won't watch the Oscars because okay. I usually don't. Okay. Do so, you make a big to do? Do you do a party? So I've I have done parties in the past. Uh, I'm I'm a pretty big Oscar guy, although I don't get out to many movies anymore. So I'm a little bit. The last few years of my uh, participation in such things has waned quite a bit. Mm. But I used to host some trivia nights on Oscar nights. We've done it a few times around town. Um, they're a lot of fun. And uh, I love Oscar trivia. It's something it's that's stuck in my head. It's kind of your like, number one best subject, I think. Well, now we're going to do the songs, and boy, I, I hope I do well. Because <laughs> uh, I, I love the Oscar song category quite a bit. Um, so we've got five Oscar songs apiece. Mm-hmm. And the only thing we have to do is name the movie it's from. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. So... Do you want to go first or second? I will go first. All right. Here we go with song number one. So that song is called... It's called Again, and it's by Janet Jackson. You don't even need oh, oh, I'm to sorry, say I'm sorry. that. I'm sorry. <laughs> But well, yes, but is. yeah, so we so we can talk it out for the for the <laughs> listeners. Uh, it's again by Janet Jackson, and that's from a movie called Poetic Justice. Yes, it is. Yes, and that did not win. No, no. Do you know what year it was nominated? Well, I could guess some years here. I'm going to guess. Uh, oh boy! So it's always like the next year. Um, I'm going to say ninety six. 93. Okay, earlier than I thought. So so that was the year it was nominated? Yeah. Okay. So that was probably some Disney song one uh, that year. Well, don't... It seems we'll, like every year Disney yeah, song Yeah, wins. Disney songs win quite a bit, as you're going to find out <laughs> at some point in this round. All right, here is your first song. I look into and I don't recognize the one I see inside. I don't know. Oh, you don't know that I one? I heard that. Oh, okay. It sounded like it was going to be uh, November rain. <laughs> kind of has that feel to it, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. And I look into your eyes. <laughs> That's a great Louis Armstrong. <laughs> And I look into your eyes. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Uh, that is from The Muppets. The song is called Man or Muppet, written by one of the guys from Flight of the Concords. And it oh. won the Oscar for best song for the movie The Muppets. Wow. Yeah. So that was kind of recent. That was very recent. In fact, years go chronologically backwards. That's the most recent one. Okay. Yeah. And there is a theme to yours, which hopefully is you'll Is it the configured. Oscars? Yes, it, yes, it is. <laughs> son, you son of a bitch. <laughs> you guessed the theme already. Might as well close this thing down. All right, give me my next song. Okay. Son. <laughs> my love is like... 
Her storybook story. Wave at me like, yes, yes, that's enough. It's a song called Storybook Love. It's by Mink DeVille. It was written by Mark Knopfler, and it was for the Princess Bride. That's right. And it did not win. It did not. Do you know what year it was nominated? Well, yeah, because it, uh, Princess Bride came out in 1987, so it would have been the 1988 Oscars. It said 87. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right, here's your next one. To what I felt I was I have no idea what that was. <laughs> Do you recognize the singer? Not really. Okay. Well, that was Bruce Springsteen. Oh, yeah. Uh, songs called Streets of Philadelphia from the movie. Streets of or Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe you start to see a theme emerging. What was the first one? Man or Muppets from the movie The Muppets. Oh, so the songs are like the movie titles? Uh, They'll at least be in the song titles. Okay. Might give you a... Well, that would only help me if I knew the titles of the songs. And for for you, I picked all songs that won. Yeah. I don't know if that helps you either, (laughs) but, but I did. All right, give me my next one. The song's called Into the West. It's by Annie Lennox. And that's from Lord of the Rings Return of the King. Yep. And that one won. It did win. Do you know what year? That was, well, the movie came out in 2003. So it probably won at the 2004. It's 2003. Right. That's how they have it there. <laughs> um, yeah. In fact, a good one if you're going to uh, some. Uh, Oscar parties and they have a little trivia contest. Uh, one of the, the unique thing about Return of the King is it was nominated for eleven Oscars and won eleven Oscars. Oh, swept, really? Swept wow. the table. So only three movies have ever won eleven, and the other two are Titanic and Ben Hur. Hmm. So go win some trivia contests. I should have just just did a big list of trivia stuff for <laughs> yeah for, for the game prep. Now that I think about it, I failed you in great game prep, everybody. I'm very sorry. Next year. All right. Here we go with your next song. Never as before, ever just as sure as the sun will rise. Old as it's Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast. That is correct. And, uh,. Do you reckon who's singing that? Do you know who's singing that? Just for giggles and shits? Uh, I don't remember her name. Uh, her name is Angela Lansbury. Okay. She wrote murder. She wrote murder. <laughs> All right. Ready? I am. You're definitely going to get this one right okay. away. The future's not ours to see. Que sera, sera. What will be, will be. Uh, that is Quesara Sarah by Doris Day, and the movie is called The Man Who Knew Too Much. 
That's right. That's a great movie. All right, here's your next one. The name of the movie is in the title, but they don't say the title in the song. Oh, actually, they do at one point. It's the it's the name of a person. It's the name of the main character in the movie. Uh, it was it was remade not too. Is it Alfie? You're very close. It was remade not too long ago with Russell Brand in the lead character. Al- Alan? <laughs> no, yes, it's Arthur. Oh, Arthur. Arthur. Yeah, yeah. Dudley. I always get those movies mixed up. Alfie and Arthur. Because of the name. Yeah, yeah. They're very. That's the movie I meant. <laughs> oh well, then here's your point. No, don't. <laughs> yeah, I liked that movie. Like, isn't it so funny that he's like this rich drunk asshole? Yay! Yay! Yeah, you, you, you love him because he's rich and drunk, but he's lovable. All right, is this the last one? Yep. All right, here we go. And you're going to get it right away. Oh, good. No New Year's Day to celebrate. No chocolate covered candy hearts. Uh, that is I Just Called to Say I Love You by Stevie Wonder. And that is from The Woman. Oh, wait a second. I always get the song title. Yeah, it's the woman in red, not the lady in red. It's the woman in red. That's the movie. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I always, I sometimes get those, the woman in red and then the lady in red, which is the lady in red <laughs> song. Um, yeah, and that one. It did. Yeah. What one. year? 84. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I've never even heard of that movie. Oh, it's a Gene Wilder and... Kelly LeBrock movie. How about that? Kelly LeBrock? You ever see the movie Weird Science? Oh, yes. That's Kelly LeBrock, the girl that they make out of the computers. Yeah. So, yeah, he lusts after Kelly LeBrock. All right, here is your last one. I knew you were going to say that. Oh, I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) I felt it coming. So, same singer, but uh, six years earlier. What is it? It's fame. Oh. I'm going to live forever. I'm going to learn how to fly high. Uh, I get those movies mixed up, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) The movies are completely different, but she sings both theme songs, and both of those songs won Oscars for Best Song. Why do you do this to me? I don't know why I do it. I I thought I was making it easier by putting the names of the movies in. Yeah, the song's called I don't know Oscars stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's very, it's it's something that, it's like anything that you're really good at. It's like, if you can rat, like, I don't know anything Star Trek. Yeah. And you can probably kill me at a Star Trek, on a Star Trek well, quiz. Well, you don't go and watch the Oscars over and over again. No, but I read about it a lot. Oh, okay. Uh, my dad had this book in his, uh, going back to my dad's bookshelf, it was uh, an Oscar book from up till 1974 or 5, and it had pictures, and it had everybody who had been nominated, 
who won. It had some trivia in it. And I used to read that book constantly. <laughs> oh my gosh, now yeah. I know. Yeah. I was just <laughs> like, and so now it's like there's things in there that's like, I just, I just know. There's, I don't mean to know them. I don't need to know them, but there they are. And that's just kind of how trivia works, everybody. Yeah. Stuff that just sticks in your brain. I love how I give the other side of the trivia, like the person who knows fucking nothing. <laughs> but see, that's not true because you have specialty <laughs> categories too. Uh, yeah. This was not one of them. I'm sorry. All right. Before we get out of here, tell people where you host. Tuesdays, Fitzgerald's in Ballard. Wednesday, the Bluegrass in Georgetown. And Thursdays, Pono Ranch in Ballard. And I'm Mondays at the Skylark in West Seattle. Tuesdays, I'm at the Crown Bar in Tacoma. Wednesdays at the Berliner in uh, Renton. And Thursdays at the local 907 in Renton. And then you also have the Bison Creek Pizza in Burien with Cat on Tuesdays at 7.30. And you also have Murphy's twice a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays in Wallingford. That starts at 7.30 as well. They all start at 7.30 except for the Berliner that starts at 8. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening and downloading. We will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.